It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Here's a question. If the Vikings picked number one overall this year, who would you want them to take? Let's talk about it here on the Locked On Vikings podcast. You are Locked On Vikings, your daily Minnesota Vikings podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome into another episode of the Locked On Vikings podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, I am your host, your pal, and the kid you copied off in math class. My name is Luke Braun. You can find me on Twitter at Luke Braun NFL. You can find the show on Twitter at Locked On Vikings. Thank you so much for making Lockdown Vikings your first listen of the day. And today, I, I'm wanna, I want to start with the prospect of the day. It's going to be Sauce Gardner. Get hyped for that. We're also talking to Ron Johnson of The Ron Johnson Show, new addition here to the Locked On Network, focusing on all Minnesota sports. So we talked to him a little bit, and then um, I've got some other odds and ends to, to catch up on, stuff like Chris Reed's contract. They signed a guy on Thursday. We'll talk about it. But I want to start with a sort of an interesting question. What if the Vikings picked number one overall? Like, what if they just happened to lose like a whole bunch more games last year and they got the number one overall pick? Who would you want? Looking at the board and the needs the Vikings have, could you make the argument for Sauce Gardner? Now, I think everybody likes Sauce Gardner. I asked Ron about it in our interview. He'll talk about Sauce Gardner. Everybody loves this dude. He's going to be prospect of the day. Should he be number one overall? Really, really, really pushes that. And I kind of wanted to ask that question to push how how much do you like this guy? Or And, and if it's not Sauce Gardner, who is it? Are you picking a quarterback like Malik Willis or Kenny Pickett seem to, to be the, the top two guys in uh, that'll go in the draft. Do you pick somebody like Trevon Walker? Um, do you pick a wide receiver like Garrett Wilson? Who is it going to be? Um, for whatever it's worth, the bet online odds have Aiden Hutchinson being the first overall pick. I'm kind of not as into it um, for reasons maybe I'll get into someday, but probably becomes a moot point to the Vikings, so maybe not. But let's talk about Sauce Gardner um, and why everybody likes him and there are some players who just you don't have to explain. They you just accept he he good at the thing. He's just good at it, and that's it. He's just good at corner. <laughs> if you want to get more specific, you can kind of list any number of traits you want a corner to have, and he has them. Right? He's got all that length. He's got that speed. He's got really good hip turns. He's very fluid with his steps. He's got a long stride, so it looks really effortless when he runs. You know, hip to hip with people. Um, he's very sticky. He's bump and run. He's physical. He's got the mentality you're looking for. Statistically, um, quarter like teams were afraid to throw at him. And there is some bit like if I were to talk to the the biggest 
sauce gardener hater in the whole world. What does he say? And that person probably says something like, well, he went to Cincinnati and that's going to mean lower strength of competition. So of course, all of his stats were good. How can he do it? But it's like Alabama was afraid to throw at him, man. Like <laughs> they, they even when, when they had their biggest guy, which is Jamison Williams on him, I think there was only like one or two targets in that whole game on Sauce Gardner. Like they didn't want to target him and they won the game outside of him. And that's that. That's that. Like teams are afraid of him. And he knows it and he acts like it. And you like that in a corner. You want that swagger. You want that that stare down. You can't beat me mentality. So he's a bump and run corner. He's a man corner. If the Vikings end up with Sauce Gardner by some miracle of God, we are doing backflips. To me, that is the best case scenario of the draft, the best case realistic scenario of the draft. And looking at the top, you get an, a few edge rushers that all kind of we argue about who's the best among them, right? Um, and, and I think if you picked overall, number one overall, probably ends up being one of those guys. Um, so to go back to the, the, how I started this, if you pick number one overall, who do you pick? Look, if your answer is, is Trevon Walker, okay, yeah, sure. Totally not going to argue with you. Um, or somebody like one of the tackles, right? Like not going to argue with you, but would the Vikings take a tackle? I mean, they, they're pretty set long-term. They've got Brian O'Neill on a long-term contract. They just drafted Christian Dar- saw They've got their bookend tackles. So unless you're drafting a guy, you're going to move into guard first overall. That seems kind of wild. So it's hard for me to imagine. It's not going to be somebody like Jordan Davis. Considering where the Vikings roster is, if they had their pick of the litter, it, I, I, I could see it being Sauce Gardner, honestly. And I don't know when's the last time it has a cornerback ever gone first overall. I don't know if that's ever happened. I certainly don't care if it's ever happened. He is what fits what the Vikings need, and he fits what the Vikings will ask him to do. He fits what any team would ask him to do. If you wanted to really nitpick, um, you could get a little bulkier, be a little more in run support. I certainly don't care about that. Like that's the last thing I care about. If you want a good run support corner, just go hire Trey Trey Waynes. He's a free agent. Um, this is we're doing. We're, we want to take this seriously, right? So yeah, Sauce Gardner. I I, I kind of feel like he would have to be the guy if the Vikings drafted one overall. Of course they don't, and so this is all just a hypothetical, but it's at least a hypothetical that gets us to kind of interrogate how we feel about the draft class. Who is the single guy that we would want the most? And in previous years, you know, you could say, hey, they, you know, pick really late, um, but if Jadevian Clowney falls to them, we're taking that dude. Miles Garrett falls to them, we're taking that dude. Even though there was, you know, last year, there was no realistic way that Trevor Lawrence falls to the Vikings, it still makes sense to at least say out loud once that if he did, the Vikings should take him and just have that on record. With a class like this, though, where there isn't a consensus number one overall guy, there isn't even really a consensus top two or three. There's a lot of disagreement across the board about everybody. It makes sense to take, you know, the best guy at a position of need, right? And and Sauce Gardner is no consolation prize. I don't know if it's even necessarily reaching. Everybody's got him as a top five prospect, and most people have him as their top cornerback. They need a cornerback bad, go take the best one, there you go. I wanted to interrogate the cornerback class a little bit more. I asked Ron Johnson about that. We are going to get to that next. First things first, let me talk to you about Grambling. You can bet on all this stuff. Like I said, at Bet Online, uh, Aiden Hutchinson is like minus 300 to be 
the, the number one overall pick. So I guess that has leaked to the Sharps and that's going to be what happens. After that, it's a total guessing game. Could be Travon Walker. I think he's the odds on favorite. It could be uh, one of the tackles. Um, it could be a trade. Somebody trades up for Malik Willis. It could be a whole bunch of things. Should be a really, really fun draft night and you can bet on it. You can also bet on the basketball playoffs that are starting. You can bet on hockey playoffs. You can bet on college hockey. Uh, congrats to Minnesota State, by the way, for making it to the national championship, beating the university of Minnesota. How fun is that? Whatever it is you are grambling on, do it at betonline.net where the game starts. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks so much for making Locked On Vikings your first listen of the day. Maybe your first watch of the day. You should also check out the Locked On NFL podcast on YouTube and Ron Johnson's show, which is called The Ron Johnson Show, and it's a daily show on all Minnesota sports. And he and I talked a little bit earlier today, so here's that. Uh, I would love to introduce to you the newest member of the the Minnesota sports Locked On uh, group of folks, Ron Johnson, The Ron Johnson Show. Uh, thanks for coming on, man. Tell people a little bit about your show and why they should go and listen to it right after, right after they're done with this. Yeah. You know, well, the Ron Johnson show, we just started, got going, uh, been doing this for about eight years now on Vikings game day live on Fox. Uh, I've been on care 11. I've, I've done, I do the Vikings fan line on K fan. So mm-hmm. my, my takes are kind of all over the place. Uh, when it comes to sports though, as a whole, I'm a basketball guy at heart. Uh, you know, I, I'm a casual baseball hockey guy, but I'm a basketball football guy at heart. So, you know, we like to have fun. We like to reference, uh, you know, Avengers, DC, Marvel Comics whenever we can. And uh, at the end of the day, you know, we're going to say some preposterous stuff that people might not agree with. One of us <laughs> is a Kirk Cousins fan. The other thinks Kirk Cousins would be better off on a different team at the end of the day. <laughs> Um, you know, ends up being a good show. So yeah, check out the Ron Johnson show daily on uh, YouTube and, uh, you know, wherever you find your podcast. All right. Well, let me uh, get in on one of those takes, one of those Ron Johnson takes it's draft season. We're all talking about the cornerbacks. Um, are, are you with consensus? Seems like the consensus is forming that sauce Gardner is like the one, a cornerback you want, uh, in this draft. And then beyond that, it gets a little bit muddier. Um, but are you with everybody? Sauce Gardner is the guy. Yeah, I mean, he said he's the guy. Uh, he is from my high school in Detroit, Michigan, so I understand nice. the swagger. Uh, he went to Martin Luther King High School, then went on to Cincinnati. He's a kid that grew four to five inches in one offseason, so going from his sophomore to junior, junior, senior year, he had a, a, a nice growth spurt, uh, which kind of put him on a lot of teams' radars. He didn't actually start a game until the ninth game of his junior year in high school. So there's a kid um, that pretty much was just a senior starter um, on a team that had a lot of guys, I mean, you, you look at the number of kids from Martin Luther King, Detroit Cast Tech that have gone on to Michigan, Michigan State, um, and then also have gone on to the NFL. Um, that This kid has been around the pedigree of mm. guys. Uh, when you look at Donnie Corley, uh, when, when you look at um, these other receivers, 
um, that he's had to go against. You know, mm -hmm. Donnie Corley went to uh, Michigan State. Uh, he played against him. He's played against the kids from West Bloomfield who are now at Michigan State doing well. So he has faced some of the best kids his entire life. And so that's where that swagger comes from. Sure. Um, when, when you when you think about it, you know, Donovan, Donovan Peoples-Jones with the Cleveland Browns, another kid that he's gone against uh, growing up. So this kid just has the, uh, the the swagger, and I think that's what people don't understand. So I would say he's one. He he carries the the the, the crown right now as uh, the Deion Sanders of mm. this draft. Not sure. afraid to put out a message that he is the best. Uh, but then you look at Derek Stingley. You know, you look mm -hmm. at what he did at his pro day, running a four three seven, coming off the Liz Frank injury. Uh, that was huge for him to put himself back into that upper echelon because everybody was assuming the injury was going to hold him back. So when I look at Derek Stingley, I think that's that's another kid that that some people say are, are, are you know was two, three, or four. He's kind of put himself back up into that conversation of, hey, I'm healthy. The foot thing is is a thing of the past. I'm running at the fastest I've run. Uh, I'm strong. I'm smart. Uh, you know, being from LSU, so he has that NFL pedigree. We already know they consider themselves DBU. Now they're trying to claim receiver U. Um, they're just putting out NFL talent. So you think about who Stingley's had to go against: Jamar Chase, uh, Jeff, Justin Jefferson. Uh, he's gone against the best of the best that we've seen in the NFL. And if you watch some of the film, he's done really well in practice. Now it is practice. But he's done really well in practice against Jamar Chase one-on-one. -on -one. So he's gone against the best that these NFL corners already struggle with this season. He already men mentally knows, okay, I've, I've played against the best two the past two years. Um, so he's coming into the NFL, too, with a different type of swagger. You look at the uh, Vikings cornerbacks coach who is from LSU. Mm -hmm. I think he can help a kid out like that. Whereas Patrick Peterson from LSU? Um, that's a kid that, you know, he will probably be there at 12 um, but the question is how, you know, with the Vikings hired a new trainer today, you know, what is his thoughts going to be on the true injury? He's going to get the x-rays. He's going to talk to the, you know, the surgeons, physicians, all that stuff. Um, so he's a guy that can come off the board as well. But I mean, you look at Kyer Elam out of Florida, uh, you look at Watson. I mean, there's a lot of guys, uh, that you can get in the late first, you know, second, you know, even third round, uh, that can also be integral pieces into this defense. So, I do like sauce as one, but you know, don't sleep on Derek Stingley. All right. I love it. I love it. Okay. I'm going to give you a tough draft scenario. Let's say the board is falling in a kind of an awkward way. I don't want to see what you want to do there. So let's say sauce Gardner picked at like four. He's, he's long gone. You had no chance. Derek Stingley on the board. And let's say it's pick like 10 and you're starting to get word that he might not make it past pick 11. Somebody will trade up or he'll just get picked there or whatever. Um, and you're not sure about that rumor, but you're starting to worry about it. Take that situation. Are you trading up to get Stingley specifically, or are we just letting the board come to us and we're okay taking McDuffie or Elam or whatever, uh, or trading back or something like that? And, and let's just say, to simplify this, we are taking a corner first round. Let's say we've already decided to do that. Um, are you trading up so that guy is Stingley or are you okay letting the board come to you and then basically choosing, do I reach on a guy or do I trade down? Yeah. Um, me personally, I, I, I'm not a huge fan of going up, but this is the thing. If, if Stingley's your guy, if you really know you want him and you can trade up one or two picks without giving up too much, I say do it. Whereas like you're going to give up your, 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 your pick in the second round that's a little bit higher and drop back in the second to move up in the first um, even though we know the second round has been pretty fruitful um, in the NFL, 
But if you're willing to drop back in the second, knowing that the other guy in the second is going to be there where you think he's slated and you don't have to reach up higher to go get him. Um, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of that. I'm fine with that. Uh, at the end of the day, though, the kid from Clemson, uh, when you watch him on film, he has a quick trigger. He goes after the, you know, he's not afraid to tackle. He's not afraid to put his shoulder and helmet in there. And, and, and You're talking Andrew Booth, right? Yep, Booth Jr. Okay, yeah. um, when, you, when you look at, you know, being able to come up and make a hit, make a tackle, uh, you know, strong, solid kid at six feet. Uh, that's, that's another one that's there. You know, so we keep throwing out all these names. It's all up to what the new coaching staff yeah. wants to do. And we have to understand that this is not Mike Zimmer anymore. If it was Mike Zimmer, I think we kind of have an idea of who he would want. You know, he likes the longer, taller corners. Mm -hmm. um, but this staff here, you know, they brought in Shannon Sullivan to be the nickel. Um, you, you bring Patrick Peterson back. You do have uh, Cam Dancer still here. So who knows what this staff is even thinking? You know, this is a totally new defense. Mike Pettin. Um, you know, who he has had ties with the Ravens. He's had ties with the Packers. He's had ties with the Jets, with Rex Ryan. So it can go a number of ways. You know, are they looking for a Derek Revis type, you know, that is your lockdown guy for the future that Patrick Peterson can groom? I think that is Stingley. Um, but are, are you looking for just a, a piece to fit in this puzzle and be a solid uh, corner? Because, you know, at the end of the day with this 3-4 defense, now they're thinking let's play a cover two-man shell. Um, let's not put our corners on islands too much if we don't have to. And so that's why I think there's a lot of cornerbacks in this draft that, that they would be okay getting in the first round. Because when you get a first rounder, you know, those top five guys are all going to be starters. It just depends on what kind of starter you're getting out of these kids. And so, you know, is it is it your Xavier Rose type that's going to take a year or two? Or is it just stepping right into a Jalen Ramsey and he's ready to go? So, again, that's up to the scouts, up to these coaches when they go to these pro days. Um, but in my mind, I, you know, I'm not afraid to, you know, to look at the booth junior, because if, if you have to drop back, that's not a bad kid to drop back and draft later on. Yeah, I, I think I, this is where I just can't not be a fan about it. And look, we've got the old LSU guy. We've got the LSU DB coach. We've got the iconic LSU receiver doing the gritty in the end zone. Give me the LSU kid. Come on. Like we're just, let's just be LSU North. And it just would make me happy because like they played together and stuff. I think they played together uh, when Justin Jefferson was a senior. Singley would have been there. Um, like it just, it would make me happy as a fan, like forgetting the evaluation. It would just warm my heart. Uh, Ron, Thank you so much for giving us some time. Tell people where they can find your show and your stuff and, and everything you do. Yeah, well, no, you can go to uh, Locked On Sports Minnesota and you can find all of our podcasts we've loaded up for the week. Uh, had a good week. We had Courtney Cronin on from ESPN, Spice Adams as well from the Bears. Um, so we, we've had a pretty good week to start it off. Gabe Henderson from the Vikings as well, Vikings Insider. Um, but yeah, that's uh, Locked On Sports Minnesota. You can find the Ron Johnson show there. Also, 3 Ron Johnson on Twitter. Um, we, I retweet and send out the links all the time. And then also on YouTube, of course, Locked On Sports Minnesota on YouTube. And you'll see the Ron Johnson show. Excellent. Ron, thank you so much. No, no problem. Appreciate it. I want to move on to some news now. Um, but first, let me talk to you about the best tasting protein bar on the planet. Built Bar is absolutely delicious, covered in 100% chocolate, and they have all sorts of absolutely degenerate flavors that you sh definitely shouldn't feel like you, you can snack on. But like, look, man, if it's late and you got a chocolatey craving, you can have some chocolate caramel. You can have a marshmallowy, cherry puff candy bar-like thing. Tastes like a candy bar, but this isn't going to be a 300-calorie nightmare. It's like 130 calories and then like 17 grams of protein and only like four grams of sugar in one of these bad boys. It rocks. So head on over to built.com, whatever you buy there. 
Enter promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, and you can get 15% off of your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 at Built.com. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Few odds and ends to catch up on here on the Locked On Vikings podcast. Thanks for coming around and listening. Um, let's talk about, we got Chris Reed contract details. Uh, they're out on Over the Cap, Over the Cap reported um, that he gets... In a fairly standard structure, he will cost against the cap $1.75 million this year and $2.75 million next year for $4.5 million total over two years. Only $1 million of that is guaranteed. Uh, part of it, half of that is a prorated bonus. Half of that is guaranteed salary this season. So if they wanted to cut him next year, they could do so and save all but $250,000 of his $2.75 million cap hit. So that could be something if, if all of this doesn't work out. And you may have noticed that that is less than what Jesse Davis is making, which makes me a very, very wrong boy yesterday. Because <laughs> yesterday, go listen to that show. I talked about my projection for the guard competition, and I talked a lot about Chris Reed. So if you want to know about him like from a tape perspective, go check that out. Um, but I kind of said, like, look, this dude seems like he's going to run away with a guard competition. He just seems like far and away the best player. So I kind of thought, like, hey, if it were me, you know, or this is what I thought the Vikings would do is they would put him, give, give him the first team reps to begin camp. And if anybody takes the job, they take the job. The contract reflects otherwise. Um, that the, if you just go off of who the Vikings spent the most capital on, that's probably Jesse Davis or Wyatt Davis, I guess, if you count draft picks. But obviously, he's not going to uh, get a job he hasn't earned, right? So instead, I think it's going to be Jesse Davis who will, will start getting first team reps or maybe Jesse Davis trades off with Chris Reed or Wyatt Davis or some sort of rotation. It'll be much more of an open competition than I thought. And then if Wyatt Davis is better than all of those guys, he should rise to the top and take the job. If uh, Jesse, if none of them are good, Jesse Davis will maybe just keep the job because he's just by default by being the highest paid, paid guy. Or I still think Chris Reed is the best player in that group, and I don't think he will have trouble running away with that job. But now the dynamic is a little different, right? He has to outright beat these guys rather than just avoid losing to them. I know that's maybe a little confusing. He, he has to like actively prove that he's better rather than just maintain a status quo. Um, and and that's, a, that's a different challenge and that's going to be a different thing. The other possibility here is that they move him to center where he's played a couple of preseason games, not too much in his career. Uh, I don't think he's actually taken a, a meaningful snap in the pros at center, just some preseason randomness. But maybe they do that, and he competes with Garrett Bradbury. Something like that could happen. So we'll just have to kind of keep an eye on it. We'll look at how things line up when, when minicamp starts, which is uh, just after the draft, and then maybe then we get kind of a better sense of, of what their intentions are with all of these interior guys that they've hired. Um, they also made a signing on Thursday. I'm going to guess a very low-level signing for a guy named Julian Taylor, who you probably haven't heard of. He was a seventh-round pick by the 49ers uh, a few years ago in 2018, and um, he was defensive tackle. That's when Quasey worked there. Quasey worked in San Francisco in 2018. 
and Julian Taylor made the team. He was a rotational guy, had decent production for a rotational guy, seemed like he was making the next step forward. And then in 2019, he tore his ACL in practice so bad that he's never played a down since. So he has not played a down of football in two years. And this is very much a reclamation project, long shot type guy. He seems at first glance to be a little bit less of a big run stuffing defensive tackle, a little bit more of a pass rushing, maybe a nickel specialist, that kind of guy that was his rotational role in San Francisco. But the knee is going to be the headline with him. Is he okay? You know, he blew things out. He's been, he, he tried to come back. He tried out for a team in 2020 or in, uh, yeah, 2020 and 2021, he didn't, he didn't make any of those teams. So he, he hasn't been in football since 2019. This dude is a long, 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 long shot. So I can't imagine the, the actual, uh, price is all that high, especially for a seventh round pick that only played one year, right? He won't have like big vested minimum veteran minimum guarantees or anything like that. So that is just kind of a long shot. Seems like a, a good draft eval that I had in my folder from back when I was, you know, from two teams ago, Quasi just busted out like, Hey, yeah, I've got this eval. Let's go pick this dude up and see if he has anything left in the tank um and then yeah it's, it's costless right you're you're not going to guarantee him any money or anything so he can show up to camp and if he can play great you got a cheap dude and if he can't play you cut him and nothing's really lost we'll, we'll see how it goes i think he's going to make for some great puff pieces and I'm, I'm looking forward to learning more about his rehab and his story it seems like it's been kind of quiet in the last couple of years and so i hope people can get around to asking him some questions um we will talk next week about whatever goes down. I'm getting a lot deeper into the draft class now, so hopefully we'll be able to do more prospect stuff, go over entire classes um, and position groups and things like that. Really, really, really try to get y'all prepared for actual draft weekend. Of course, Mock Draft Monday and Twitter Tuesday will continue. So looking forward to all of that. In the meantime, check out the Locked On NFL Draft podcast. All that stuff, they're doing a great job over there, Eric Crocker and Ryan Tracy. So go check them out. I'll see y'all next week. And as always, skull. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.